Welcome, everyone. This is Mia Ferraletto, publisher of New Observations Magazine. Today, we are continuing our conversation with Giuliano Pozzotti about the life and work of uh, Brazilian mystic Chico Javier. And um, when we were cut off during our last conversation, we had just begun to talk about um, the pandemic, the current situation that the whole world is going through at this moment. And I was asking Giuliano if Chico had any particular insights or visions about our current uh, problems that we're facing globally. Welcome back to the show, Giuliano. Thank you, Mia. Thank you. Hello, everybody that is listening to us. So nice to be here with you again. And my completely pleasure to share the what I know, what I have researched about Chico Xavier and and his life and 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 all the job he have made in in Brazil. He's he's really kind of a saint for Brazil, is he not? He, uh, he did so yeah. much good work. Um, I I um I had um a resource recently um they started to make a survey about how many caritas institutions were founded or or stimulated by the work of Chico Xavier the guidance of Chico Xavier and uh, the researchers said me that they just give up when they reach uh, 5,000 institutions. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. With 5,000 ONGs, they said, okay. <laughs> it is what a legacy. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, he, I'm sure, is is looking out for Brazil as we speak. What a What an amazing... Uh, patron saint to, to have for your country. Um, I'm truly amazed and was amazed last summer when he and his work uh, were first introduced to me by Alfred Weber that I was stunned that I had never heard of him before considering the depth of his his work and how many books have been sold, 50 million books. Uh, I I was embarrassed to have not um, been familiar with with his legacy. It's just incredible. Yeah, the the, the numbers now are more than 500 psychographic books from several spirits um, from the spiritual world, and they. Of course, it's it's not a precise number, but we estimate something like ten thousand letters from parents and 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 families from the beyond, from the tomb to the living families and 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 beloveds that stayed here on Earth with. Amazing proofs 
of the afterlife, amazing details. There is, uh, in fact, in Brazil, a case in the Brazilian justice that took a psychographic letter of a guy in a, in a, in a uh, decision at the court absolving the, the the murder for saying because of uh, the information contained on that letter it is really interesting to see how the work of this man is so rich for us and able to communicate with other schools and, and thoughts around the world. It's amazing. I always remember, for example, the, uh, uh, Paolo, Paolo, Marco Paolo De Lucci. There is a friend of mine here in Brazil. He made a research in one of the, the, the romances of Chico Xavier called 2000 Years Ago. 2000 Years Ago is a romance that tells the story of a senator, a Roman senator, Publius Lentulus, that is actually one of the incarnations of the spirit guide of Xavier Emmanuel. And this book, of course, this romance, occurred in, 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 in the same moment of, of, of the coming of Jesus Christ on earth, occur um, at the same scenario, actually, and describes things and details of the ancient Rome, the ancient Palestine, the ancient Jerusalem. And in his research, Marco Paolo found more than 200, 200 historical details in that psychography from the very beginning of the last century, that was impossible, simply impossible to be revealed, to be even aware by Chico Xavier. Even wow. aware. Because, for example, there is a, things like that, Mia, imagine, things like that. The, the Roman senator is, uh, uh, was in, at his balcony, at his home, uh, was the sundown, and then the book says something like, uh, it was possible to hear the cars of the products coming to the city to fulfill the, the markets during the night. So things like that, just a, a same description, same description, nothing else. But, but, this book is from 1940s, and just just in 2010, the, the researchers on history conclude that Rome has an alternance of traffic. During the day, the streets were completely dedicated to the people. And at night, at night, they received the cars with the products to replace and to, to, you know, distribute the products to the city. There, there was this alternancy in, in, in Roman traffic, but just, just in 2010, 
the researchers concluded that. And Chico Xavier psychographed this kind of details in a romance in 1940s. Things like that. Just impressive. Incredible. Two, more than 200 details. Imagine that. Imagine that. A guy almost uh, he had three years of scholarship three years just three years and then started to work simple family poor family that mom worked since ever to sustain the brothers and the father and and to be responsible for his family no time for research no time for study no time for that that's that's really really um i i would say a signal you know for me the life and and these phenomenon around Xavier's life is a signal an objective signal from a subjective world just manifested in our days in our country for us just proposing some look, some wider overview to this transcendental horizon. I think that's very true. He was the um, personification of the realization of what man is capable of being. Oh, definitely, like a test drive, you know. <laughs> I, yes. I, I believe sometimes this this higher spirit, that higher consciousness, just came here and and just wear this body like a test drive and say, okay, let's demonstrate for this guy what <laughs> they are capable of. <laughs> right. <It's> like <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you put a Ferrari. If you if you ask me to drive a Ferrari, probably it would be a catastrophe because I never drive a Ferrari before, never, never. And then of course my capabilities are so limited in a Ferrari. But of course if you if you put I don't know um, some big driver uh, of of runnings and and then they will he will demonstrate for sure fully all the capabilities of that Ferrari. I think that. This higher consciousness and, and the spirits, when they came, they just demonstrate for us, hey, this is the kind of vehicle, the kind of physical vehicle you are wearing. This is your capabilities. Just, just test it. Just, just, you know, <laughs> just do it. Just. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. Um, but we have to, we have to get out of our own way in order to enable the, the possibility of that to happen. We have to have the faith first. You know, the, the, the acceptance of ourselves and the faith that we can do this. And, um, so, um, some some time ago, we received a message of psychography in our in our mediumship group, and there was a, an American spirit, a North American spirit, Father Robert Grant, and 
he said a phrase that was simply amazing. He said, we are gods in our potentials, but miserable in our perspectives. Isn't that amazing? Amazing, it's, yes. Isn't, uh, it's all about this work of Chico Xavier, these great avatars that we are receiving here in our planet, showing us all the possibilities we have, all the capabilities we have, and then he, this, this, this spirit of this, this priest just say, we're gods in our potentials, but feel miserable in our perspectives. How important is work like this? We're doing this kind of podcast, this kind of magazine, this kind of, uh, of work that intends to spread the word, to spread the, the, the new ideas, just giving freedom, just giving fire to the people, like like a Prometheus, you know, this fire of the knowledge, and and there's no reason to be afraid of sharing knowledge about this notion of freedom, of spiritual freedom, because really knowledge really is a flame. You can share more. You, you can share whatever and how much you want. You will never l lose your own flame. It's like candles, you know. If you share, you share the flame, you amplify the light, but you never will lose your flame. That's so, so exciting. This moment we are living, we are able to use the telecommunications, the internet, and, and, and the possibility of communication to be together, to come together, to share information, to amplify our perspectives, to increase our perspectives. The perspectives are really the engine of, of transformation. It all, it all starts with new perspectives. And to be and to have this opportunity to share, to to be aware of what what is happening in the United States with with the with the mediumship, the the, the experiencers from United States, from all over the world, from Institute for Exoconsciousness, for example, this sense of belonging, this sense of wow, I am part of that. I'm not becoming crazy. I'm not just isolated or a stranger guy, or a stranger person. No, I am part. There is something else. Just beyond the limits the eyes can see. Just beyond, I'm using Joseph Campbell notion of transcendental here. Just beyond the limits the eyes can see. That is exactly the place we are all going to. We are all align ourselves to and this alignment with this notion of transcendental with spirituality it just it just reorganize all the system of our life and as consequence we reorganize all the systems in our society just align ourselves with this inner center transcendental inner centers of ourselves and, and I believe that words like Chico Xavier from, from Rebecca Hardy Castle, for example, from the Institute of Exoconsciousness, 
this kind of work are so inspiring and 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 so powerful for these days because what we need really is to get, to, to get in touch with this new perspective with this new understanding to develop in us the sense of belonging the sense of identity and then we just we just like a puzzle piece you know you you, you just you just fulfill your place and everything around just just start to make sense. Once you align yourself with your um, inner reality, so many things in your life shift, as you were saying. You let go of things that are no longer working for you, um, and you begin to make decisions in, in a new way. Um, a more simplified version of how you were living often emerge, emerges and sometimes relationships end because you're no longer, <coughs> excuse me, a vibrational or frequency match. And, um, you know, that doesn't mean that you can't pick up with those people again sometime in the future uh, as we all evolve. But there's a there's a streamlining of... Uh, how one chooses to live their life and what is around them to uh, support this new attitude or perspective in terms of living and being. And, and it's, it's interesting how this perspective we are discussing is just aligned with the Ottawa letter from World Health Organization, from the 80s. From the 80s, in Ottawa City, in Canada, World Health Organization just said that promote health is about an understanding of integrated systems of human being life. And the World Health Organization recognized at that day, at that letter, that the spiritual dimension, a spiritual system, are so important and actually the axis, the axis of all the integration of all the other systems is about the strength of the spirit. You know, and and we see it in in everyday life in, in, in hospitals, for example. If you have a patient that, that just give up to live, just give up of life, no medications, no medicine, no treatment will bring this patient back to life. In other situation, a patient who has the strength of the spirit, the will, I will survive, I will not die, I will overcome, and this is how I will overcome, I will fight, I will visualize health every day. What this patient is doing, this creative visualization, no, he's fighting with, this, with his spirit, he's practicing spirituality, he is getting in touch with this center of gravity, inner within, transcendental center of gravity. He's orbitating this new notion that I want, I will, I want, I will, I have the force in me, 
I have this universe in me. I will do it. So it's so amazing because even an organization like World Health Organization, even even uh, you know the most traditional areas of our society, they are starting to understand that we have to move on. We have to connect with ourselves if if we want to build a better world. And and this was one of the main messages of Chico Xavier, this power, this capability of the human being of getting in touch with his own forces, with his own strength, and, and, and deal with life from a different perspective. How do you feel all of this ties into what we're experiencing right now with the COVID virus? I, I refuse to, to analyze the situation as an apocalypse, you know, or the end of the world or things like that. Um, I always, I always uh, took care about, you know, uh, the way we, 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 we relate with the reality. I think, honestly, that as we passed last year from the deadline that she could predicted, many, many people expected a miracle transformation in our society. Like, uh, okay, um, July 20, we overcome, the 80s now will arrive and just landed the ships in the, in the green of White House, in the Planalto in Brazil, in the Vatican, they will just come and, and bring for us all the solutions we need. Well, <laughs> this, this will not <laughs> never <would> happen. <laughs> uh, there is a, a a sense of of balance that these beings are interested in, and and our development is our responsibility. This situation we are facing now, it's forcing a lot, a lot of evolution in many areas of our society and also it's been a big a big light showing many shadows in our system in the way we we deal with with health with public uh, management with our our governors our shadows are just coming out I used to say, Mia, when we talk about this planetary transition, um, I used to say an example that uh, I had um, a storage in my apartment. In, in the parking of the, the building, there was a room, like three meters for three meters. It was like a, a locker, uh, a, a small storage. And of course, you, you, you just Pick all your gadgets and and just throw it there, close the door and forget it. And it comes a time that my my former wife just said to me, Hey, <laughs> there's no space anymore in the storage. <laughs> we just occupy everything. And then I, I just came down and opened the door. Basically, like a tsunami of stuff just came out. <laughs> came falling I, out. 
Yeah, yeah. I just I just stopped it and and saw it and said, you know, give a step back. I just gave a step back and and look at the situation, and then I saw the room as a cube. And then I understood, okay, it's not about the end of the space, but the end of horizontal space. Because as a cube, I have half fulfilled and half empty. And then, of course, new paradigm shifting. I have to install uh, uh, some, some uh, furnitures to verticalize my paradigm. And then, of course, I went, uh, to the, to the, to the market. I just, uh, picked up some shelves. And then I started this, to install this hack, this, this shelf. But to install the new paradigm, I had to remove everything, every gadget, every stuff from the, the, the storage and I have to bring it out. I have to bring it out. And it was an amazing situation because we just occupy all the parking. <laughs> the things just started to multiply and to multiply and to multiply. It was amazing. And I said, Jesus, how we are capable to keep too many stuff, too many things. And of course, I just bring it all out, and then I stall the shelves, and then I started, of course, in the middle of the process, what I realized looks like it is worse than before, because it was a completely mess. We just occupied the entire parking with all that gadget. But then we installed the, ch the shelf, and then I realized, okay, now I have to understand from all this stuff that I bring it out, what is useful for the new paradigm and what it isn't. And I started to check thing by thing. And this is exactly the moment we are living in in our society, in our mankind. We just are... We, we just are receiving energy and, and knowledge enough to bring all our stuff out, to check it, to review it, because we have to verticalize our paradigm. We already understood that the verticalization is the way. The contact with the spirituality is the way. And this transcendental contact will redefine the meaning of all the stuff we are carrying out so far. Now we have to decide what we will put back in the storages of ourselves. What makes sense to keep, what makes sense is to just leave it. And that's the moment we are living. And then, when we saw the pandemia, I see, of course, the tragedy the drama, basically, for example, in Brazil, the drama is bigger than we imagine, unfortunately. But I also see this moment that we are just giving new meaning for all the stuff we're carrying on. We are just 
we are just changing this paradigm, shifting this paradigm to this new moment. And even even uh, the situation looks worse, I believe it is better. It is part of the process to to become better, to reorganize our society. I I agree with you. I it's tragic what Brazil is going through right now with um, the number of COVID cases and people getting sick and dying. Um, and you know, part of me feels that there's some piece of all of this that has to do with population control. But I I do believe also that. Um, we have multiple times throughout our life lifetime that we can transition um, and free will is always playing uh, its role in, in all of this. So I think there's a percentage of people who are choosing to leave right now, not only because of the COVID virus, but because of all these new energies that are coming in. Um, and some people don't, you know, don't want to go through that process. I I believe. I I I believe it too. Uh, it is it is a very a complicated subject because as as spiritualists or mystics as we are or exoconscious, we recognize universal laws like cause and effect, like correspondence, like, you know, there is an engine, a very wise engine behind all the universe moving and, and, and get things moving every time, everywhere. And, Everything has a purpose. It is difficult for us from the perspective of this level of consciousness we are and we have to understand how beautiful is the entire picture. Because we just analyze and judge and, and, and get conclusions from a very small piece of reality a very small piece of dimension reality, of, of vibrational reality. So we are always uh, we are always trying to find the sense, to find the meaning. And we will just find the sense and this meaning when we integrate this perspective, this this knowledge of all the laws of the universe all the laws and the principles of cause and effect, our free will, and, and you know, there is no right or wrong. There is no bad, evil, or good. Things are just at the way of evolution, in a process of evolution, moving to evolution, moving to the all. So, that's fine. That's fine. It is strange when you say that because uh, people, people, uh, people used to say, "Oh, you have no feelings about the tragedy. You have no feelings. You were, you were being cruel. 
or or minimalist about that. The question, of course, it is it is a tragedy, and uh, we are you know moving our our forces in community to help and and to support each other as we can. But beyond that, we have to understand that everything, everything, it is is in his. It's its place. Everything is its place. Sorry, my English sometimes just just I just miss a better English sometimes. Everything. I think you did fine. Everything is in its place. Everything is in its proper place. Thank you. (laughs) Sometimes my brain just (laughs) runs more than my mouth, and my English just you know. Be at the end of the line. This is a very complicated. I have to give an explanation here, please. Help me, support me. My English is, you know. Spit it out. No, I, I, I applaud your ability to uh, move in, in and out of uh, different languages. I, I took two years of French in high school, and I, I was a complete failure at it. So. <laughs> Language is not my is not my uh, forte. <laughs> yeah, so please, friends that are listening, up, give me a you know a discount for that. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. And when you invited me to give the conference, I said, Jesus Christ, how how should I how should I do that because. One thing is the you know I I am a I'm the kind of person that speaks really fast and I'm, oh in English I have to to take a deep breath and <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> but it's well okay. your timing with your work Giuliano I think is perfect um, talking about being in the right place you know at, at the right time I I think spreading um, your knowledge and your your knowledge of Chico Javier's work is just critical at this moment in time um, because it it is um, God's love in action. Um, he, he he lived his beliefs um, and. You know, my my personal feeling is that um, action in this world uh, is a form of prayer, and it's a it's a necessary uh, form of prayer, especially at this moment in time when we're all in this together and we need to uh, help each other and and stand up for each other so that a better life is available to everyone on the planet. There's no reason why there should be so much pain and suffering. And to imagine that a a man from such humble beginnings, such as Chico Javier, could create this stream of wealth for his countrymen um, is extraordinary. Uh, You know, he didn't do it for selfish reasons. So to me, that's just God's love in action, um, which is 
you know, part of why we're here. We're here to learn ourselves spiritually, but we're also here to express the divine. Uh, definitely, yes. I I totally agree with that. And and when I I I used to be a very positive person. I I, I love to see the positive side of everything. And then when I see, for example, this this moment we are living in, I see extraordinary things like never before in the history of the current mankind. We have all the same mind, the same mindset. We are all connected with the same idea. Just just look beyond the conspiracy theory or things like that. Just moving beyond that. Let's simplify. We are all, we are all experiencing the same situation, the same virus. You know, September, um, the death of, of Pope John Paul II was one of the very first events, global events. Then the 9-11 attack, there was a, a global uh, uh, repercussion. But now we are experiencing the same things. All, everybody, everywhere. Of course, three billions, I believe, three billions of humans are in quarantine. Never happened before. Never happened right. before. I think we are, we have been trained. We have been trained because imagine if you, if you look, for example, for that Washington 1994 experiment of John Hagelin with the Yalton meditation, when they they demonstrate that the 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 index of violence just fallen 23 percent because of the meditation in the summer of 1994, they bring uh, 4,000 yogs to meditate for peace in Washington D.C. and the the violence just falled 23% just because of that meditation. We're being trained. We already know what we have to do. Imagine if 3 billion human beings started to think how this world could be better, how this reality could be shifted. Imagine that in Rio de Janeiro city, for example, the the leaders of the mob, two two different groups, two different mobs, the leaders of of these these groups just make a peace agreement. They understood that they had to fight against the virus, not against each other, not by territory, not by drug dealing commercial stops or things like that. They just stop it because they understood that if they don't don't have this agreement, all the population of the favelas, the, the, the poor communities of Rio de Janeiro would die, would suffer. When we when did us see it before? Well, I think part of it has to do with the fact that everyone is vulnerable at this moment. Uh, everyone's family is potentially vulnerable. 
everyone's parents, spouses, children. So it it brings um, a first-person reality to everyone's uh, daily existence, as you say, for the first time, which can open the door to a level of compassion that perhaps people have not experienced before. Yes, and and notions of understanding about our nature. We're all humans. We're all vulnerable, as you said. And, and still we have the free will, which is interesting, because the leaders of the mob in Brazil, they started to understand that they had to fight against the virus. But the president not. <laughs> an exception. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, some of us are learning what not to do. Yes. (laughs) Learning from bad examples. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I I truly um, feel in my heart that Chico Javier is just um, an extraordinary uh, spirit to guide us, but also to um, participate with us uh, in these crazy times. I, I, you know, feel grounded um, in his knowledge, but also... I do feel um, that he is communicating with us all the time. I, I, I do believe that because Chico was very, it was a very active person. You know, uh, when you see uh, the films and, 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 you know, TV shows at, from his, his time on earth, it, it, he looks like a, a fragile and old and tired, but definitely was not that the reality. Because, for example, they use it to, after he retired, after he retired, he started to dedicate all his life for charities and to spread spiritism and, and spiritual word and things like that. Chico used it to to awake five, six in the morning, used to work all day with psychographies, with letters, with uh, the causes of, of the institutions, and then at night there was uh, the spiritual meetings uh, for communication with the dead. And these spiritual meetings, Chico used it to be in transit like five hours in a meeting. Five wow. hours. Like until two in the morning, three in the morning. And when the meeting finished, they, uh, some friends of him used to say that they used it to receive him, the, 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 the team, at his house, 
and make a coffee and have a cake and have a conversation <laughs> and things like that. And then at the other day, started at 6 in the morning again. And then I said, okay, how can I follow a guy like that? There is a, a friend of him, Geraldo Lemos, a good friend of mine. He used to say, Juliano, I had like 20 years old. I was 20 years old and I was incapable to follow this man at his rhythm. So if during his life with a physical body, he was active like that, imagine it now, free of the, the weight of the body, you know, moving to the spiritual world. I, I truly believe he's working really hard for the mankind and for this moment. I do too. And he was, was it 92 when he died? Yes, how, how, during the World Cup. Chico, I, I, I think I, I said to you, but he, he used it to say that he he shall uh, leave the planet. And, you he know, predicted his, eight, his death, right? Yeah, eight. Yes. And, and then he said, "Okay, I, I shall leave. I should leave this 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 planet before, but they are praying for me, and they are keeping me here." <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I believe that. I I definitely believe that. I remember shortly before my father died, um, he he told me I can't stay here much longer, and I know that energetically I was keeping him, you know, here. Um, I, so I, I, I know what that's like. <laughs> and that, uh, now you imagine if you, with your daughter's love, kept your father here. Imagine millions of Brazilian brains for Chico Xavier. Yeah. <laughs> because he was very, you know, there was a BBC... TV show here that elected the most important Brazilians of all time, the most important Brazilian of all time, and Brazilian people elected Chico Xavier. Wow. Over Princess Isabel, Isabel that, that declared the independence of, 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 of slavery, over uh, uh, Peter first that declared the independence of Brazil, over all these persons, over, over uh, there was a there was a Catholic leader too, really famous. But over all of that, Chico Xavier was elected the most important wow. Brazilians of wow. all time. All Brazilian people, they loved him. They loved him. No way, no way to to, to be different actually. But that's why Giuliano. It's so extraordinary to me that his. Uh, his his name and I've spoken to numerous people about him since last summer um, who were not familiar with his name either like Linda Moulton Howe when I told her about his life and work she had not heard of him you know people who are on the spiritual path who are doing research daily in these areas and I find it so incredible that even with this tremendous number of books sold and published and translated into multiple languages uh, and and millions of people around the world today studying his life and work, 
I I just find it incredible that his name and work is not more mainstream. I I believe that uh, and that happens because of religion institution, which wow wow is, is all I can say that that you know yes yes you know we um. Alain Kardec, the professor Alain Kardec, the French professor that started to decoding spiritism, he never intended to create a new religion, a new institution. He intended to be uh, a, a scientist tester, like a okay, let's test it, let's let's see a, a faith with no rational thought is useless. The 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 you know the invincible faith just born when you have rational thoughts coming together. I think I just feel like the work of Chuck Xavier is just um a prisoner you a prisoner of religion institutions. We have lost Giuliano again, and um, let's just give it a few minutes to see if he can reconnect uh, since he's in Brazil. Mm-hmm.